Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 54 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben, and once again I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello. How you doing, buddy? You okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing really good. Um, yeah, I had a week off, which was really good. Uh, yes. Didn't do much hobby, but I did come back from the holiday feeling invigorated, inspired, crank some stuff out. That is incredibly, incredibly useful. That is, uh, that's probably the best. See, time away is remedy. Uh, we have also got um, Tombstone Tournament 2019 winner and friend of the show, Sam Frenzy Garner. Oh, yeah, how you doing? Really good, thanks, Sam. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Um, like Ben, actually, I've had a, about a week off. So, sort of <laughs> in my free time. That's wicked. So, it's actually, you guys have got some busy, busy life stuff at the moment, haven't you? I mean, Sam's just moved house into his uh-huh. new uh, mansion where there's a, <laughs> a separate garage and four hobby rooms. I'm very jealous. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 she won't let me convert the shed into a hobby room yet, so. Ah, I'm working on it. I think you just need a 3D printer. <laughs> oh, everyone needs a 3D printer, Ben. I think that's what Ben did. Ben was like, right, I bought the printer, set it up. The mm. noise and smell then got him regula- relegated to the, the, the garage, I think. <laughs> I think that was the caveat of buying it in the first place was like, this cannot be in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and yet we still managed to get a picture into the group chat last week of you with a what is it? Stirring the curry of an evening, making dinner with a pot of resin in one hand. Yeah, you pick up some bad habits. Which you, you sort of have to double take and think. Wait, no, this is a terrible idea. So, um, I guess I guess my question for you is: Were you uh, on holiday, or were you just both in hospital? Because <laughs> of your terrible, terrible cooking hygiene, it's ridiculous. Flavor. Yeah. Uh, well, to to add to that, we have got Sam, who's apparently Sweetie Todd. Um, also, just as we were talking about the show notes, Ben was like, just having a quick shave, guys. I'll be back in a minute. And Sam's just like, check out my knife collection. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which, it doesn't uh, take batteries, so, so it never runs. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Actually, to be fair, I had the same thing. I went for a beard trim and um, ended up, I can't, no idea where my charger is. I've just been making do since I moved house and uh, I ended up just buying another one for the uh, same unit just for the charger because I could not find it. I was like, I just can't be bothered. Come on, Amazon, save me. Um, anyway, so we've said hello. We're all doing reasonably well. Uh, ben, would you tell us what we're going to be chatting about today on episode 54? Certainly. So today we're going to be having some roundtable thoughts on Blood Bowl 2020. Um, also, our first impressions, or more your guys' first impressions of the Blackhawk team <laughs> and the usual games, hobby, and star players. That's right. So we've had a good month or so of getting a few games of Blood Bowl 2020, seeing the reactions, listening to the reactions of the playtesters from the Warhammer website, which we'll talk about in a second when we go into the news segment. Um, and uh, thought it'd be a good idea to just talk through kind of how it's going, what we're thinking, um, what's good, what's bad, what's what we want to see coming for it. I know we did some wish listing last episode, but really just like what we're thinking about the meta and what we're hearing from people. And the second mm-hmm. bit will be absolutely to have a bit of a 
a medium deep dive into Black Orcs because we've had a chance to get some games in. I've played with them. Sam's played against them. And um, again, getting some more feedback out there from the community and how the teams are doing. So without further ado, welcome to the show and we will move on to news. Okay, so Blood Bowl news. First up, we've only got the one Kickstarter. It seems like everything else is kind of wrapping up and finishing, which is good for now because we're kind of on the eve of Blood Bowl 2020 landing. Um, the, the Kickstarter we've got is the Conquistadors uh, Football Fantasy on Kickstarter by, uh, well, it's by Hogs War. I don't know who it's by on Kickstarter. I'm not sure it actually says. It must be, oh, by Tabletop Games. I know it's just in tabletop games. I don't know. It's by Hogs War um, because we've seen this project before. Um, we've seen this project before a couple of times, I think, or at least we've seen uh, like previews of it. It is basically a mixture of teams. So there is a royalty team. Uh, there is a what have we got? We got a human team, an old world alliance team, and mm -hmm. a nobility team. And you've got metal options and resin options. Price-wise, what are we looking at? Price, 72 euros for a team, which is 66 English pounds. So human team's got an ogre, four blitzers, two throwers, two catchers, two halflings. I like that. They've adjusted to the new team build. I like that. Yep. Um, and five linemen, which is choose your five linemen from the seven different models. Uh, gets all stretch goals and gets a star player. The star player is pretty cool. The um, the light allies or the old world alliance is about the same. You get the you get dwarf two dwarf linemen, one blitzer, one runner slayer. So they've built it all to work around the new teams, and you get how many is that? Seven, eight, nine, thirteen, forty, fifteen, sixteen. Sixteen players per piece, and that is in metal or resin. Resin's a bit more expensive at seventy-seven euros. Estimated delivery of May 2021, but let's have a look and a talk through of the style of the team. So you can see um, that you guys have got the show notes there. They are the Conquistadors is bang on a name, really, isn't it? Yeah, it couldn't be more correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've got the um, kind of Spanish Conquistador helmets. They've got the big empire style roughy feather, uh, not feather yeah. bits, but, you know, puffy trousers and things like that um the wide brim hat that's it it's it's i think the models are brilliantly sculpted this is green stuff sculpting this is old school yeah these are pretty damn good for hand sculpted like <laughs> very good i think so so there's seven different linemen there's different blitzer models different throwers different catches i love that they've gone and done the dwarves and the halflings as well mm. yeah i think the dwarves look great i want to see a full team of these Ah, oh, yeah. Actually, the dwarves do look really good. Oh, they've got yeah. a little slayer in there. The blitzers runners. I, yeah, let's see a full dwarf team in this style. Although I've still got the Fanaf team here. I need to finish. <laughs> slash another dwarf team. Slash start. Yeah, too many dwarves. Too many dwarves. You can uh, never have too many dwarves. Yeah, I thought you might say that, Sam. <laughs> uh, they've got some cool star players. So um, they've got some guy with pe peacock feathers all over the back. I mean, it's a lovely painted model. There's a, a priest. Um, I think this tree man is quite intriguing, though. At uh, ten and a half thousand, there's this tree man that looks to be made of like bits of windmill mixed in with a tree. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. phenomenal. That's a sketch. There's, there's no um, model yet, though. There's no sculpture. There so, right? is not. No, you're right. Seeing that though. 
this is all stretch goals that will be coming and the other star player that i find really interesting is the rodolfo piel galina which is yes. one halfling riding on the back of another halfling who's wearing a chicken costume <laughs> <laughs> Is that supposed to be the halfling who rides a sheep? Is that right? I think, like yeah. Me. I think that is probably uh, supposed to be Rumbelow's sheepskin. That's the one. Uh, it may even be Spanish for something like sheepskin. I don't know. Or chicken. That's not chicken, is it? That's collar. Um, anyway. Living for it also. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the value is a little bit cheaper, I think, than what we see from most Kickstarters. Isn't that about right? Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty pretty bang on. I mean, what was um, the obviously the average has been screwed, skewed a bit mm, in the definitely. past, but um, yeah, it's the I Amazon it's, teams I, were like more than happy Amazon teams were like eighty, I think. Was that the last one that we looked at yeah, the last episode? Yeah, yeah, that, that. that was on the expensive. Anyway, sixty-six pounds, so seventy pounds with postage. Probably you get sixteen players, including a big guy and all the positionals you need for a human royalty, or sorry, human imperial nobility or Old World Alliance teams. Now, for £104, you get the whole flipping lot. So if you want three teams worth of stuff, for £104, so you can tie them all together, you get an ogre, four blitzers, two throwers, two catchers, seven linemen, four bodyguards, uh, one blitzer, one runner, one slayer, two halflings, and two dwarf linemen. So if you want to go all in because you really like the style and you want enough pieces to make four teams plus any stretch goals... You can go all in on this. Um, That's pretty good value if you consider you get three teams on that. I know. If you break it down and explain it to your significant other or however you know the finances work in your house and say, look, it's only £30 a team. Like That's really great value. Um, yeah. So they say you've got 5,500 against a target of 7,000. They've got 62 backers and nine days to go. I think it, it feels like this is a quite a quick a quite a quick Kickstarter. Mm. Um how long is when it started uh this project will only be funded if it reaches a goal by saturday november the 7th yeah i don't, I think it only went live the other day um yeah and it's a, it's quite a steep uh just looking through the updates see if there was a like a launch thing no uh, it's quite a steep goal uh i think it's a reasonable goal at seven thousand. i think with nine days to go they need two grand which is about another 25 backers 30 backers yeah it might be a quite a close one uh maybe um, yeah it tends get... to be the reverse of ebay doesn't it where everything comes oh, right sniping. at the beginning and uh <laughs> it's very very rare to have stuff near the end of kickstarters but i hope i hope they do make it because this is a really nice team we kind of saw that with the norba kickstarter uh, they were worried mm. at the end because they said people just boosted up and then sack it off like it gets close yeah. to pay get close to pay time and they're like mm, actually i'll drop it down i got excited and put 100 in and then i drop it down to 50. um fortunately that made sixty-four thousand euros so we're all getting free ogres which is wicked i'm very happy with that at the, the norva kickstarter was an absolute bomb um so sam what do you reckon to the conquistador kickstarter i quite like it I, i've so um full disclosure i've never backed a kickstarter before ever um, None at all. Never, no, not not for anything, not for a video game or anything, but minis especially. Um, I don't, I don't really understand how it works. I get that sort of as, as a as a crowd, everyone pledges an amount, and then if it reaches that threshold, you pay, and it gets made and sent to you. Is that right? That's the yeah. premise. Um, I'm not sure. They always, it always seems quite expensive to me, but for what you get, it's not too bad on this. I, the, the sculpts are brilliant as well. They are 
yeah, the, the sculpts are really good. Kickstarters are weird. Like, it's a really weird concept. And I think the value incentive feels really good and really bad at the same time. I mean, the Fanath team was fantastic. You know, Death Roller and what was it, Ben? Like, four, another 14 yeah, yeah. dwarves? Yeah, Death Roller, the minis, C-Star players, it was like 50 quid. It was about 50 quid. Like, that is absolutely mm. lush. But it did, you have to pay and then you have to wait six months or whatever to get it. Yeah. I think I think I probably sort of I'd have lost my enthusiasm for it if I had to wait that long. Maybe. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I thought the same. I thought the same. And then I've backed a few. And basically every time you back a project, you're creating a new Christmas. And you have this date, which is just like you can't every time there's an update on the Kickstarter that you backed, they they post a little update and you're one month closer. It, that is and really it's cool. Like, oh, it's coming out and they'll post some pictures of production and you're just like, Oh, it's near <laughs> and then you just sort of edge of your seat and then it says it's shipped and then you have to use you know, they usually come from another country. You have to wait an undisclosed period of time, and it could be at your door any day now. And then hope and... you don't have to pay tax. Uh, well, you had this yeah. with Fanath, didn't you, Ben? You, you kind of just kind of forgot, and then the Fanath dwarf team just rocked up. They just showed up, yeah. <laughs> and it went you straight on the pile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight on the pile, and still only finished a couple of them. Uh, joke with yeah. a guy at club last night who was saying about um, you know you back these games and everything. I was like, why don't we just create like a a saving scheme for hobbyists that's just a bank account with negative uh, interest like, <laughs> like <laughs> you give us a hundred pounds and then you can have 75 pounds back and that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of how hobby works but yeah having to wait yeah. months is tough for kickstarters but generally when you back them you back them at like 20 percent off retail yeah, yeah so it's like early yeah. bird deals and stuff like that yeah. you, you do get get good deals with them i mean if i didn't have a human team i'd be sorely tempted by these guys Mm. so that some of the times are really cool uh, it's, it's kind of like so when a lot of these kickstarters go out they're sort of a one-time deal aren't they so i couldn't then go online and find it next year and and grab it it's, it's kind of one and done normally is that right um, i think it's 50 50 i think there's a lot of individual ones that just go boom but a lot of the other ones just use it to expand their um their range so the fanath one yeah. you can now just go and buy the dwarves i recommend that you do to be fair they're pretty wicked it's often dependent on the size because i think that the concept of the kickstarter especially in this context of miniatures is the idea is you know exactly how much demand there is and you make enough to fulfill all the orders you have and then you don't need yeah. to keep any stock there's no more overheads and so they get they know exactly their their, their profits and stuff yeah but, it's kind of been taken over a little bit by companies, which is no bad thing. It's just a different way of operating where now it's more like a pre-order almost Yeah. where it covers some of the costs. And we see it within the, the whole, the, if you're expanding to the board game side, <laughs> hey, you there's, been controversies with like, yeah, there's been controversies <laughs> with large companies basically using it as a pre-order, which they do have stock. They always keep stock. They fulfill orders all year round, but it's like they prey on the FOMO of Kickstarter where yeah. you can have so many orders up front and um, offer just a few extras. Well, you say this, Mantic have historically done loads of Kickstarters for their games. This time around, they're releasing their Naval Warfare game, and mm -hmm. they haven't done a Kickstarter. And because they haven't done it on Kickstarter, I didn't bother pre-ordering. Like, it, really? it's really, yeah, it's really good. It's gone straight to retail. It's really quite funny, because I'm like, nah, well, 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 I'll just pick it up later on, you know. But if they'd put it as a Kickstarter, I probably would have gone, oh my goodness, I need to back this now. I need to get in on this. Yeah. Like, it's going to be wicked. It's really funny you say that because I think you're bang on, actually. 
And it the, puts like the time pressure on, and especially when they have things which are like early bird stuff, where it's like, oh, yeah, like in the first forty-eight hours, you I get this. Free I don't want to miss extra. out. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, miss exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, yeah. I don't know. It all is always nice to feel part of something as well. It is. And like, oh, I, yeah, I, I, I've I've got a board game that I've spent ludicrous amount of money on like two years ago, and I'm still getting <laughs> updates, and it's due to come in February. So it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Board games uh, on Kickstarters are pretty uh, I think they're the riskiest of all. Um definitely. because definitely. I'm I'm happy to to drop 80 quid on a board game or whatever I think I'm going to play it. I've got two copies of Pandemic Legacy Season 1 and I've got to April and May in both of those copies and you know quite frankly that's like 6 7 that's like 6 game sessions. That's like 6 7 8 hours. Like pound for pound that's absolutely fine. But yeah. When you back a Kickstarter that takes building and everything, I think this is why um, the the, like, the, Necromant- the Necromunda box sets haven't grabbed me in recently. Um, is because the price is huge, the setup time is huge, and the playtime is infrequent. However, talking of big box sets, we had a bit more. Well, we had a reveal, a Warhammer preview for Blood Bowl that previewed. Well, I would say nothing, but Ben did actually correct me on this um so i was like hey we had this preview where we saw all of the stuff we'd already seen but no there were two referees in the box Mm -hmm. set they were the little blue models so when we saw the spoiled um box set contents there were two little colored miniatures on the side one was blue i think one was red I don't know if yeah. I'm making that up. Maybe they were both blue. I don't know. And um, we were like, what, are they, what is this? What is this? Is this a wizard? Is it a coach? Actually, it's two referee miniatures. We've got a bold dwarf with a massive book of grudges on his back, which I thought you'd like, Sam. Yeah, that was, yeah, I was right <laughs> on my street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we got an elf uh, in pajamas with uh, what looks like um, a, a an old world iPhone taking a selfie, which <laughs> I absolutely love. I know it's really giving a red card, but it just kind of looks that way. Um, uh, it was cool it was cool to see the spoilers for that Um, you predicted um, High Elf and he technically is a High Elf (laughs) yeah he's definitely got the High Elf wings there there's a big old feather Um, yeah it's tough like I think I think we talked about it at length Ben we would have been a bit stressed if they were announcing the next team before Necromantic or the box set was out Um, but actually we got a tentative release date of November which is mm-hmm. a little bit sooner than I thought. I thought December 14th was kind of my my timeline. So it's going to end up... Throwing off your schedule a bit. Yeah. Well, well, where are we now? We are recording this on Wednesday the 28th. So the earliest mm-hmm. it's going to go on pre-order is the 8th of November now because they might this Sunday say, hey, it's coming out for pre-order next week, which will be the 8th of November. It goes on pre-order two-week pre-order so lands on the 22nd of november uh, 21st of november is the earliest it's going to be out now okay so that's that's not too bad that's not too bad that means we've got a couple of weeks before we get our uh, preview copy so that's that's pretty sweet i'm looking forward to that so yeah saw the referees the referees don't actually have any rules so what do you guys make of that it's odd yeah it's odd to put them in the starter box. Isn't it just? So, mm. you know, we segued into this because we were talking about big box sets with a whole bunch of stuff. This is a huge box set with a, with a star player for both teams, with a big guy for both teams. So the Imperial Nobility team comes with an Ogre and Griff, and the Black Orc team comes with Varag Guldjua, 
and a troll. Okay, so that's a that's that's a that's a sizable amount of bub bowl stuff, and they've got these referees and things. So it's not going to be a cheap box. No, I'm, I was worried about that. Yeah, I mean, I We've think we've seen um, recent boxes. The new Warcry box, I think, mm -hmm. was one hundred twenty-five pounds. Yeah. I think it's probably going to be in that region. So it's got I, a similar amount of plastic in. If it's RRP is a hundred, I think I'll be happy <laughs> because I don't think it's going to be that cheap. Then I think, yeah. but no, but you know, if the Warcry was was one hundred and twenty, I think I wonder if there's an element of um, economy of scale there. I think because what is it? I saw this on on Twitter or something that the original Blood Bowl, the last box, was kind of sold not at a loss but just with a really low margin because they were like ah we'll just hoon through you know 20,000 of these and you know just create blood bowl again if they Isn't do is that the point of a starter set yeah for anything is so, you make a lot less money on it to get the players yeah, yeah i don't think that warcry one was that i think they priced that mm. i think they priced that up because they knew people would want the models yeah which it's is an worrying. interesting economy that games workshop has Oh, yeah, they make their own rules. I mean, the difficulty with this box set is people are going to want it because they want the models. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, what do you guys think is the earliest date we'll see a separate Blackhawk team? New Year? I'd, it might be. New, new, might 2022? Be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think... I... I was holding out a lot of hope we'd see Necromantic like next weekend. Oh, in time for so Halloween. Good. You know? Um but they've got to be in the pipeline. They've got to be coming out surely before the two box teams do. Individually, yeah. I, I think mm -hmm. I would be surprised if they dropped a Blackhawk box at the same time as Blood Bowl twenty twenty. I yeah. think I think they'll lean on buy the box set if you want a Blackhawk team, buy the box set if you want an Imperial Ability team, and then in a year's time, I mean, look at the start collecting sets for AOS uh, or the Arc Regent, the, the kind of um, heroes for their starter sets for, for some of the other games. It's like six to nine months before you can get them individually. Yeah. Uh, I That would be bad. I would love it if they did just release the team sets on their own. And I wonder if they will, because I think the nobility guys might, you might need extra positionals to max out, excuse me, to max out the team. <clears throat> yeah, I, I really hope so for that reason. I think they'll keep the stars maybe for a while. Yeah, well, that's fine. They can keep the stars. Right. Varag is wicked, and I know that there's a whole bunch of 40k players out there with spare guns and glue just waiting. Um, but uh, Griff, uh, yeah, Griff is a lovely model. Um, I mean, hashtag not my Griff, because uh, <laughs> my, my Griff punches things. Uh, he doesn't have a strange bird addiction. So it's just weird. I like his medallion falcon. I just wish it had a special rule. It, like, if you're going to have yeah. a falcon, like, let him catch things one square away. Let him have a, a rule or a lives, purpose. You know? Yeah, really, really, really strange. Anyway, the referee models um, are cool. Going on from that box as well, is what, what's your guys' opinion on having the star players in a starter set with two teams of, you know, that kind of equal each other? I quite like it. Um, so... Grown up, we never had a league, so we never used star players. Um, I think still to this day, I don't think I've ever used a star player on tabletop. Oh, but you're, a, you you're got... a goblin coach. Oh, no, well, you're yeah. a new goblin now coach. I... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and where um, star players are gone. So, yeah. I think if you buy this box, say you're a totally new player to the game, you buy the box with your cousin, brother, or whoever, 
you split the teams and then you first that they're going to be roughly the same tv even with the big guys and you go we can just use the star players as well and i think mm. i think it's going to be good uh, you know what i think it's really good that we got sam here to to point that out actually because i've kind of like yeah. i'm you know like teams are individual for people who already play but actually yeah i think if you look at this like a like a christmas present for a for, for a family or we'll go halves at a box we'll get this new game we'll get this in you've got big guys you've got teams that can just be teams anyway and you've got stars so you can just to yeah. ramp your teams up to i don't know that's going to be in the 1400s with a star player and everything and you can have a break you're gonna have a complete like a, a really complete game um yeah. that yeah I, I i like that i think it's is unnecessary for kind of like the seasoned vets but maybe Ben's right in that actually starter sets are there to get people started. So maybe that just makes sense. I mean, Ben, what do you think of having the stars in there? Or has Sam convinced um, you now? I was, yeah, Sam's actually convinced me. I was on the other fence, but then that's a really good point. Um, I, I thought initially it was a little bit odd because, um, yeah, like, you know, you don't get stars until a high t- TV, but then, like you say, well, this just lets you play at a high TV anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, maybe, maybe that's pretty good. I, th- I mean, to be fair, I like it because it you get more from your box and oh, you get you uh, get you get a GW lot of plastic stuff. characters tend to be quite expensive, so buying them in a big set is usually a good way to get them. So if they were going to release these anyway, I'd rather be in a bundle with them separately. Even so. if even if this is one hundred and twenty quid, like the Warcry one, um, if two two of you split it, sixty quid each. Um, yeah, 25 percent off. Yeah, it's yeah like, you can get a team, a big guy, and a star. It's not, yeah. but not that going. I mean the troll ogre fifteen quid team twenty five quid that's forty quid. Like Ben says, twenty pounds for a star is fine for for is Forge World money, but Games Workshop plastic characters is twenty five to thirty pounds. So, and then one of you gets a pitch. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think when you put it like that, Sam, actually splitting it is it. I, yeah, I like it. I like it. But hey, we don't know yet. It could land at eighty pounds, and it could be ridiculous, and we could have Indomitus. <laughs> <laughs> again by yeah. five yeah when was the Domitus was it this year or was it last year no it was this year oh 2020 what is wrong that with you carnage wasn't it that was carnage <laughs> I am a little bit worried we're going to run out of this box set you know I, I just think that'll, this... be, that'll be a nice problem to have because that means a hell of a lot of Blood Bowl intro what a horrible thing to say Ben <laughs> <laughs> do we need more I mean... Blackhawk teams out there <laughs> and and you know the big pants boys uh, they're, they're feather, the feather guys they're, they're, they're good too not a lot of anticipation for the uh, the noble team there <laughs> no, I, I, I love them i love uh, them i can't get over them ben loves <laughs> them uh, i i i am mad for this blackhawk team which is weird because it is not my play style um i think the nobility going to be really interesting to pilot like really interesting to explore uh just go from going through their tournament rosters going through their league rosters it's like this team is different it's it's worse mm. than Bretonian, and it's much worse than human. Um, but the Black Orc roster, technically much worse than Orcs, but still good fun, and it still plays like its own thing. And I think that new nobility roster is going to be a bit. It's going to be a bit blue player. It's going to be a bit um, blue magic with fend and wrestle and stand firm. I I don't know. They've got two real control teams in that box, haven't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, love a bit of grab when you remember it. <laughs> cool. So we did see that. Uh, there were no other spoilers, which I think is absolutely fine. Um, I guess the only thing worth noting is that Spike Eleven 
So they're continuing that run of spikes with Necromantic is going to be out mm -hmm. after or around Blood Bowl 2020, and it's going to be for 2020 rules. And there are going to be star players in there that we don't have access to at the moment in the core rule book. What are we thinking? Um, I think there's Frankenstein kind of on the front cover, mm -hmm. and there is a werewolf star player, uh, which I'm assuming is Wilhelm or whatever the Wilhelm analog is going to be. Which means I'm going to have to redo the Undead tournament rosters, I think. <laughs> Which is cool. Because let's face it, the Undead got got a bad selection of stars in 2020. Um, yeah. Uh, Gretchen Not just... Uh, you really don't like Gretchen, do you? I do. It's such a cool idea. She's just over-costed by at least 100k. Like, look what yeah. you get for Glorial for 150. You get this, like, Adge 2 plus passing goddess. And then you're like, okay, but for 110,000 more, you get someone with no hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that'd be great. For the price of two and a half mummies, you get nothing. Disappointing. Is, is she the banshee? The sort yeah. Of very long legs. Uh, Blah, widow. Yeah. yeah. It's got the does nothing special rule. Um, it's really, it's really tough, really tough, tough gig. However, <laughs> scroll the dwarf. I, I, I was filming the star player episode, and I got halfway through the video, and I was like, you know, undead have been literally shortchanged again with a tiny little dwarf who's dead, and he's got pick up on a four plus. Yeah, all right, it's got sure hands, but lol, Kemri. Um, and then halfway through the video, I just got myself really excited because once per game, he can do a pass action, and then you can just be like go on then and add its strength just add three One. to the roll so you roll the dice and you're like no i want that to be a seven please uh, so just once per game he's just going to bomb that ball down the pitch yeah, so it's amazing wow. it's so cool so you know if Such you an enabler. if you want to play undead or necromantic at a tournament and you don't want to be a tryhard um you just take scroll and be like yeah we're gonna have a great game at one point i'm gonna destroy you with a ridiculous throw game for scroll and i don't really care what else happens then uh, sold on scroll, but I think that's it. I mean, obviously, Grack and Crumbleberry, but um, I don't know. Seeing, seeing Wilhelm Cheney will be sweet, and Frankenstein, who I'm assuming is going to be able to play for humans because he used to as well. Mm -hmm. More mid range stars. Got keyword now, so yeah, for more than just humans, right? If he if he Ooh. has the was it old world classic? Yeah, keyword? old world classic. Would and be, that's going to open him up to everyone. Yes. That would be absolutely sweet. I really am enjoying that. I don't know if it's going to be good for tournaments, but I am enjoying the the, the fact that stars can play on very different teams. And mm -hmm. you know, you got um, Grim Iron Jaw playing for dwarves, and the White Dwarf just playing for the halflings and stuff. Just give it <laughs> give it a halfling mighty blow each turn. Like it's wicked. It's really cool. It's cool to see the builds. My 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 current favorite build, which is why I'm painting up Glorial Summer Bloom, is Dark Glorial. Glorial and Dark Elves at two at twelve hundred. You get That's a pretty good. You get yeah. a pretty decent Dark Elf team and the best thrower, I think, star player outside of um the one half of the Swift Twins, which Yeah. Uh it's really yeah, I I like that. I like the prospect. It really of that feels team. the uh, Dark Elf weakness. Mm. Yeah. Uh it's it's cool. I like these star players that are under fifty K. Anyway, Blood Bowl News, we did that. We did the Jobby, what's it? Oh, we got one more thing to talk about, gentlemen, which was the thoughts from the playtesters. So, mm. Games Workshop uh, dropped a thing out saying, hey, the latest edition of Blood Bowl approaches on the 20th of October. Um, and it's basically a two-minute video of three 
see if their names are on there. No, Johnny Ball and two other dudes. Uh, three playtesters talking about what they like about the game as it's changed. I assume they've dropped this in response to so many community posts on the horrific Facebook um, that says, you know, I'm not looking forward to this edition because you moved my cheese. Uh, I don't know. So you guys watched the video. What, what do you think? What's your take on this? I think it's cool that they've done it and they're reaching out to people who genuinely play. Um, I think it's cool to make a video like that. I honestly do. Yeah, I don't really have anything. <laughs> like, try hard as I might, I can't really say too much <laughs> negative about it. I thought they were pretty cool opinions to listen to. I I don't think there's I don't think there's a, a lot of negative stuff on there. There's a lot of people who said, well, they're going to choose the people who say the good things to put on a video for an advert. Obviously, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but aren't they just highlighting some of the things that people enjoy? I I don't, I don't think it's them adjusting. Like yes, they may not be saying I don't like this part of the game, but they you don't need to like all parts of the game. You just need to like mm-hmm. some parts, and they're highlighting changes that they actually like. Because you know, if they didn't like it, I am assuming they would just wouldn't feature in the video. So <laughs> at least at least three people like some stuff. I love it personally. <laughs> um, so there was that, which was uh, interesting to see, and a, a bit of a random thing. I don't think I've ever seen this. It, it is really good that they have used playtesters who are regular players to the game, you know, around about. That's that's really good to see. Sam, you picked up on something, though, didn't you, from watching the video? Yes. One of the playtesters mentions uh, star player points for fouling and crowd surfing, which we've not seen in the rules yet. Well, this is the big kind of conspiracy now that Sam's... <laughs> Sam's yeah, this is where we thought this would be juicy to chat about. That isn't in the rulebook that we've seen. That isn't in the leaked rulebook. There is nothing about fouling giving SPP. I went and ch- checked the SPP section. It's like casualties. This is for this. This is for this. Nothing about fouls. Nothing about uh, crowd surfs. Um, if there was, I'd be very happy because one of my Black Orc goblins surfed a uh, war dancer yesterday and, and murder death killed him, which was pretty happy. Pretty happy times. Uh, like That's worth a casualty. Um, I mean, that kind of got me a little bit worried that is this a plant? Is this the beta? Are we going to see a different version land? Are we going to have to do more videos? That would be but... such a like galaxy brain move from the <laughs> workshop to be like, yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> outrage the community to beta test our game. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> well, no, let's, let's test our game through anger and like conspiracy. <laughs> let's let's tone the five G towers down a little bit. Yeah. It, it is possible that what they leaked could have been an early edition of uh, like a print thing it looked fair play if so i think it's probably the other way around i think the playtesters probably had access to an earlier edition that we haven't seen and the rules they're mentioning have probably been scrubbed since i i think sam is probably more like i think sam's mm. probably more likely here but that's not gonna you know that's not ramping up the the hype train so gw have done the bait and switch here right we're going to see a totally different rule book drop. There you go. Well, they did mention passing, so at least that's in the game. <laughs> the passing stat. So at least that's in the I game. Did, I, I do like that theory, and I'm actually really on board with that, where, yeah, the leaked version is an early version. The only thing that sort of turns me off of it is that was like, the leak we saw was like a printed book, and yeah. would they have gone through the whole effort to print a book that isn't the final version? And then go and tweak some rules in it. 
Yeah, Ooh. and have to print again. Like, I, like, I'm sure they would. They would be going off like PDFs or something. You would imagine so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how printing works at Games Workshop. No, me neither. Um, when we printed Engage, we got test prints of early versions to get the page layout okay. and, and the colors and stuff like that. And then we adjusted that for the final version and got a final proof before we got the, the, the well, what was it, 100 books printed in, in, in a go. But I feel like Games Workshop, who have been doing this for longer than most new Blood Bowl players have been alive, um, probably don't probably don't need to bother. Um, so yeah, interesting one, Sam. That was a heck of a spot. Quite frankly, if they want to give SP, if they want to change that bit and give SPPs to casualties and crowd surfs, I'm well on board. And, and I yeah. I would say give it for chainsaws too. Come on, come on. Yeah, let's go all in. The stab give SPP. It should now. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That would be wicked because SPP. Yeah, everything gives SPP. Everything. <laughs> it's just like, Why yeah, not? the participation. You, thing, you get experience from it. Yeah. 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 Running yards? Can we do that? Running yards for SPP? Oh, man. That, that's, I'm on board with that. Uh, One I've, SPP for every 100 squares you have. <laughs> I've got a spreadsheet for this. Pally. But, um, well, SPP is about renown, isn't it? Yeah. So, landing a star player, you get renown for doing mm -hmm. something cool. Stabbing a dude and murdering him. I feel like the Blood Bowl fans are going to be like, hey, you like Hell this guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're going to be known as the guy who stabbed the dude in the face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was allowed because... Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Blood Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I think, I don't know. Uh, I don't think we're going to see a, a different version land um, in three weeks' time. <laughs> no. I, so. Yeah, I, I think the playtesters probably had a PDF earlier version that's since been tweaked. And the printed rulebook we saw is probably the one, the real one. But it's got to be in there because it wouldn't be in the video. And that's it. That's out. the thing. <laughs> Why is it in the video? Or is it just uh, this is the this is the crazy thing? Is like, is the leak wrong? Is, is Games Workshop editing just Games Workshop's editing? Like, oh gosh, if Facebook is right, I'm going to be very sad. Mm. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. the conspiracy so much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get David Ike on the phone. See what's really going on. <laughs> right i think that probably wraps up for blood bowl news uh let's take a very quick break uh, break and we'll be back with some hobby and games and whatnot and we're back and it's hobby games buying building and whatnot so let's start with sammy g mr garner what have you been, what have you been what have you been hobbying doesn't have to be blood I, I have actually uh been enabled quite hard um, <laughs> and got into lord of the rings or yes. uh, was a middle earth strategy battle game mm. um i think i saw i think ben did you buy the pelinor fields and split it with ian yeah that's right and then pictures floating back and forth on the uh on the on the group chat and then i had a look at the rule book and i was like oh they do dwarfs <laughs> <laughs> So I went ahead and picked up a, a box of dwarfs and a couple of heroes. And yeah, I, think I, I took a lot of time on these guys. Like the bases, I took a lot of care on the bases compared to what I normally do. They look um, really good, man. Uh, I was yeah, really nice. They, it, all it was was just Millie Putt and Sophie uh, quite graciously lent me her, um, what do you call it? The things you use to sort of dice vegetables and stuff. Oh, dicer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's about four or five different shapes and sizes, and that's what I use to press the milliput to get the uh, <laughs> <spread> crabs. <laughs> it 
It works really well because you get really even lines. That's brilliant. I mean, looking at them now, the the one that I did by hand is, I think, I think I prefer it. It looks more sort of, well, natural, handmade kind of thing. But then, rigid, straight, angular stones. It's a dwarf thing. Mm -hmm. So I think the press worked quite well. Uh, yeah, perfectionist. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you really smashed them out as well. It's been great seeing the progress updates. Cheers. Well, I got, I took ages on the first one, just sort of working out mm. exactly what I wanted and then sort of doing one colour and that's done like that, changing it. But now I'm sort of in full swing. Brilliant. No, that is that is really cool. Um, and of course, you've got your goblins on the go as well, which I got to play against the other week. Yep. I've, I've not touched them yet. So there's There's only really room on my hobby desk for one thing at a time and I've got no actual storage for the dwarfs yet so they can't go into storage to get the, the goblins out <laughs> oh, to, to tell me Milton hasn't already like tried convincing you to get a whole bunch of magnets and things oh yeah that's, that's what I did for my Age of Sigmar one I've got like 1500 points of orcs oh sorry uh, bone splitters in in a magnetised sort of case <laughs> uh, box thing <laughs> Quite funny. So recently, Duncan released a video about his his magnetized storage. I've had a, a few friends and like some other group chats being just like, "Oh, have you checked out this video? It's an awesome storage." And I was like, "Damn, my friend Milton's been doing this like since before <laughs> <Yeah>. you were born." <laughs> Milton's been selling other people on Green Stuff's World plastic metal sheets yeah. for ages. I've got a bunch of them for that reason. Although I used them for team trays, actually. Yeah, um, which were the, really the, cool. the only thing I don't like it for is mainly Blood Bowl. Two models with magnetized magnets under the bases. If you lay them down because they've been knocked down or stunned, oh, they're okay. to snap together. It's <laughs> yeah, force, and the, I don't know about any of the models in particular, but the the undead white, where the contact point is that tiny vertebrae. Oh yeah. When the models snap together with some force like that, he just breaks in half. Yeah, that. To be fair, the undead team, several of those models are literally held together by wishes. So it, <laughs> it yeah. Yeah, that's asking for it. I hadn't even considered that. I'm thinking magnetizing blood ball miniatures is brilliant because if you use a poker chip for ball like the bonehead tokens we've got, it's yeah. wicked. Just snaps to it and you're having a, a great time. But <laughs> I hadn't considered. Maybe you're just playing wrong. Uh, Maybe, you know, well, get... Clearly, I am because all my players are on the floor. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, uh, Blood Scythe? Um, yeah, I've done quite a lot. So I had, I had my week off, um, didn't do too much in that. But yeah, when I got back, I started painting out some Warcry, which you mentioned on the uh, I Wednesday show. I did. That cool. was on Whip Wednesday, I think I've got. I think I've got that towards the end of the video. Oh, I've yeah, got, you I've did got the, one here, but I mean, the lighting's rubbish here. The um, really lovely bits of freehand. <laughs> yeah, well, it's only, it's only minor freehand, but um, yeah, it, it's it's... They're, they're really fun like it was just something it was a project that's kind of like and then when i was away I, was, I did a lot of like magazine reading and caught up on some white dwarfs and one of them which i think was last month's top recording well, not this month the last one had a warband in for Hammerhow, and you can have like your free guild guys your uh, is it iron beard dwarfs or something um and the dark elves and like rangers and stuff from the wood elves there's all that cities of Sigmar mix, basically. Um, and yeah, I just thought, like, well, I've kind of had some files saved to do some free guild stuff based on, like, the Nippon or Cathay side, the Eastern Kingdoms. Um, and I thought, well, this is a really good chance to do it. It's Warcry, and the, the band works out, the models line up exactly to how they are in the, 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 the book. So, 
yeah, it's a really fun little project. Um, so three down, most of them really like I could probably finish it in maybe a couple of weeks time. It'd be good fun to play some Warcrying because <laughs> along with all well, the know, other games, Middle Earth, Blood Bowl, <laughs> War, Underworlds, you know, all these games that we're discussing the, to do on club nights. And this is also a really, properly, yeah. a really big way to stick it to the whole uh, killing the Warhammer world. Ben's like, right, Games Workshop, you've killed Warhammer yeah. Old World. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to print models based on a faction that was never released that you've now killed, and I'm going to use it in your new game. <laughs> <laughs> you're like semi talked about but not official technically yeah and i've printed yeah you're right <laughs> that's the soy latte no, of armies i think it's fantastic hey aos is vast they made a point of being that anything exists in aos so leans exist in aos yeah i think that's cool um, I, I i'm just really impressed with the, the bits of painting um i think it's a cool looking i want to say team I, I i always want to say team um <laughs> i think it's more of a war band in this isn't it there's still a team uh, they're, they're a team they work together <laughs> they have coaching sessions they they talk about their feelings um yeah i've also uh on the printing side you know we've been talking a lot about oh, them oh yeah literally today just before recording got my grack and crumbleberry to go uh they um, look really cool yeah um this one is from the kraken fantasy stadiums which we've talked about a lot they had some he's a referee i think but he, he has nothing really to symbolize a referee on him and that was just something i knocked up on hero forge uh <laughs> Which is uh, good fun. Hero yeah. Forge is really cool. I, I played the other day with some chainsaws on there. Yeah. Uh, that's like, there's, there's, there's someone, I can't remember, one of the guys who mentioned on the videos um, commented and said, like, I make my star players in Hero Forge. And um, I'm like, that's genius. Yeah, when you can print them, like, they're pretty pricey per mini, like, considering that it was like $8. But, like, you know, I can get a bunch of them. And if people want some, well, I can that's give them it. out. And there's a lot like... of people going to have them. Eight dollars is a lot less than the thirty dollars it would have cost to have them print you one. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. all right, there's running costs and the two hundred and something pounds it costs to get the printer in the first place, but still, like you said, <laughs> unlimited crumbleberries. And if you go oh, by the, of them. <laughs> yeah, if you if you go by the, the the list spam I've been doing, that yeah, you need some crack and crumbleberries. Um, although the dark elf team list came out today, and I've had loads of people say. There's no Grack in this. There's no Grack. No, there isn't really a great Grack and Crumbleberry Dark Elf list. When you've got um, Gloriel. At 1,200. You know. At 1,200. Like, yeah. at 1,250, 1,300, yeah, you can fit Grack and Crumbleberry in there. But at that point, you might as well take Roxana or, like you say, there's the, the Dark Gloriel build or Gloriel and Willow. At that point, get some cheeky Strength 4 sidestep in there. Uh, there's, mm -hmm. some, there's some good stuff, actually. You could probably get the Swiftins as well. That's the problem with the big values, and and you get so much. That's wicked. No, there's some some great hobby going on there. Um, so yeah, we've we've got Whip Wednesday out now. So every Wednesday, we just put a little video out of what I've been working on hobby wise, what the the guys in our little group have been working on, and submissions from you guys. So if you want to share with us what you've been working on, drop uh, drop us an email, theboneheadpodcast at gmail dot com or Ben at boneheadpodcast.com and um, with some whip pictures, tell us what you're working on, and we'll see if we can't sneak it into the video because just it's just fun to do. It's just fun to see what everyone's working on. We saw a Mortarian this week, which I thought was pretty awesome. Um, from Zephyr, mm -hmm. just like snuck it in there. It's like, hey, working on some undead. And by the way, here's Mortarian converted <laughs> with extra guns. <laughs> it's like Zeph. Um, he's done some great uh, knight stuff as well. Um, some chaos knights. He's like converted guns, gun faces and stuff. Uh, it's really cool. And of course, everybody's everybody's loving watching Ian's uh, giant progress, which yeah. has inspired me 
to finish mm-hmm. off my um oh gosh what's the new big troll giant called oh the dank hold yeah dank yeah the yeah. trog boss um so for the snotling team this is my hobby i got some i got some mushrooms from reaper black uh, and a wizard model which i just couldn't resist so i got three mushrooms to represent my te- my team markers and i've got my uh, went to storage and started digging out stuff so i got my my trog boss done and realized that his ear was missing and then when we were talking in the news segment i was inspired to open the box of the fanath dwarfs and lo and behold it's his ear i'm like so excited really? yes <laughs> so those of you watching on youtube will, will see me in the middle of the news segment just like light up with pure glee that i've randomly found his ear and the only reason i did that is because we were talking about fanath i would have like had to buy another trog boss just for an ear uh, so i just saved 40 pounds so yeah that was good work and now he's got an ear which means i can now paint this miniature for my snotlings because snotlings Brilliant. need a giant just in case giants come back in 2020 they'll come back oh i do hope so um and games wise sam and i got a game in but i think we'll save that till blackhawk time sam if that's all right yeah that's fine by me oh, that's wicked um any upcoming projects guys anything buying or are we all just getting very excited waiting for 2020 to land again i'm really excited for 2020 there's all the teams coming out i'm really hyped to paint even though i have i, I was i mean i had, I had a game yesterday with my quarantine to give them a send off, oh, I was thinking, yeah. like, I really need to paint up a team, like finish one, because I don't have any teams painted that are valid for 2020. So. Uh, <laughs> dude, dude, go to film the 11s games for the YouTube channel. I was talking with Ian, and I was like, um, my only 11s teams are like wacky, ridiculous teams, yeah. or my Skaven. Yeah. <laughs> so, who's like his teams because i've got like a billion 11 i've got a billion sevens teams no problem at all and now oh, i've got yeah. the snotlings yeah but other than that it's like my zinch uh zinch horror lizard man team and it's like the carvelings and the, the mixed <laughs> undead kemri team i'm like this is all garbage for youtube this just needs to be yeah. normal muggle teams um, so I need to get my act together and finish those eleven, so we can shoot some more, some more stuff. Yeah, looking right. forward to painting up the bit nobility because I think I'm going to probably run them in the new league. Oh, that's very exciting! Yeah. I'm really interested to see how they uh, how they play, and the team looks lovely. I I just there's something about these black orcs. I don't know what it is. It it is a subpar team, and it just I don't know. It's just I like the challenge there. Um, I think it's really cool. Right, shall we move on to our little roundtable discussion about Blood Bowl 2020? Okay, so all we're really going to do is just talk through some of the stuff we found out about Blood Bowl 2020 through playing games, through watching games, through watching other people rage about the changes to the rules, and really just look at what we think are good, the good, bad, and ugly kind of of blood bowl 2020 so i've got many games in now sam's got one or two games in um i want to say two but i can't remember what the other one was and ben has somehow now ben is going to be the representative of the holdouts i think here um he's got blood I, I bowl. Can speculate uninformedly <laughs> he's got crp go tattooed <laughs> on his arm um yeah lrb for life 
um over yeah. there it's like keep me my corn teams um so <laughs> so uh, i've played a good few games we've got a couple on youtube played a couple at the club um i think i played a couple specifically with blackhawks to try them out got a couple of games in with skaven now um i even played dwarves and had a remarkable remarkably good time playing dwarves actually i, I I was impressed with that. So let's open up with the biggest question that I think everyone has. So if you haven't had a chance to play Blood Bowl 2020 yet, the question you are asking yourself is probably just how different is it? And I'm going to put it straight to Sam here. Sam, you've had one or so games of Blood Bowl 2020. (laughs) And I think that may answer that question is that how different did you find it? Or at least, you know. So, the only trouble with this is I was using goblins, which I never used in the 2016 rules. <laughs> so for me, there wasn't a great deal of difference. Um, I don't think we ever got to use the jump over a downed player kind of thing. Uh, we saw a uh, jump over touchdown yesterday at club, which was yes. wicked. Uh, all of a yeah, sudden, they're just that. shouting in the corner because it all Blitzer jumped over a downed Saurus and ran in for the touchdown, which is pretty <laughs> wicked. I, I I like that. Um, so other than that, Sam, you didn't feel it was massively different? Um, well, I didn't do any passing, and passing seems to be the biggest change. Um, did, you, um, did you use the projectile vomit on the troll? No, I never did, actually. And I was quite excited to use it at first, and then I read what it did, and it's kind of like stab, but with a chance to backfire. It's like a bad mm. chainsaw is also... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a chainsaw with no modifier. Um, it, um, it was also tough because you're playing against the Blackhawk team and the guys who are based with your troll were armor 10 plus. Exactly. I, I, I was saying to myself, you know, if I was in if I was in touch with a, one of your goblins, yeah, go for it because there's a fair chance of knocking them out. But That was difficult because at that point you might as well just take the three dice block. Yeah. Against the normal player, yes, but I think players with dodge and block, mm. because trolls don't have tackle oh. or block themselves. There's going to be so many war dancers just covered in yeah. troll vomit. Exactly, yeah, because they, those players have got ways of, of avoiding the the one in six smackdown. Um, mm. So you just you just troll bottom on them instead. Especially like war dancers, what are they AV eight plus these days. Yep, eight plus. So it's yeah, you know, it's not bad. And like you said, actually, if you're hitting someone who's who's a bludger. And I think we will see a lot of blodgers in this edition because I think that's the new stat up. Um, I think it will, it's just a lot easier to save 12 SPP and get dodge regardless of who you are, where you come from, than it yep. is to just hope you get that extra double. I think it's just easier. Um, I think there's, I think humans are gonna we're gonna see a load of dodge blitzers because it really does not take a lot to get most human blitzers to 12 SPP. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, We'll see. I think we'll see fewer stat ups in general as well. Massively, I do think dancers. Uh, well, we we talked about this on on one of the podcasts before that war dancers. Uh, every role on that list is good for them. Um, I think yeah, their movement can go up to nine. You know, agility is useful, um, and I think that's and strength. So whatever they roll, they will yeah. get better. So and it does not take long to save up eighteen SPP on a war dancer. I think that's just going to be. I think those guys. Are actually, can I get stronger in this edition? Yeah. Because... So would, um, 
I don't know, it's off topic, but no. one answer, would you take the movement for movement nine or would you take the armor to make them harder to kill? Never take armor. Um, I would always never take armor, but if you've got a player that's not good. I think I think with armor, I think you, yes, that's not that's not an unfair shout. To be fair, um, there's a sentence for you, but yeah, uh, I think once you're down the line, if you've got a real pro ward answer or a pro gutter runner or something taking armor once they are already edge one plus or something, uh, mm-hmm. then then yeah, actually keeping them on the pitch is going to benefit you massively. But for a first one, just getting that nine movement is just gonna it's just gonna farm more SPP because it's just going to be safer for them because they're only going to be on the pitch for two turns each time because they're going to be scoring extra so yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I don't think we're going to see a lot of armor unless it's like fourth fifth skill when you've already got someone who's just pro um, I like that um, so feedback from the community we've had a lot of honest posts on the Blood Bowl community recently some of them have been serious some of them have not been serious um, around about actually I like this change I don't like this change I mean have you seen anything out there guys that's trending really positively or negatively when it comes to the 2020 rule set only to the outrage <laughs> it's been a bit of a mess I I I've 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 had some genuine like accounts from people who normally had no idea what Blood Bowl is, who now have been like, "Bet no, what's that Blood Bowl?" Like you know, showing a bit of interest, which is good. Um, I've recruited one friend into it. Yeah, um, which was cool to get their team sorted. Uh, but yeah, a couple of, a few others have shown interest. And we just found out that Sam's got six brothers that he's never told us about that yeah. we could trick into playing Blood Bowl. <laughs> Not quite six, but yeah, I mean, the, the youngest one, my youngest brother Daniel, he's uh, he's always shown a bit of an interest, but getting him to start is is difficult. <laughs> so it's the perfect lockdown hobby. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's guitar and that, so he's well into sort of uh, yeah. music and stuff but if i can recruit you ben to enable him uh, <laughs> my services are, are <laughs> samuel <laughs> just to send some like mysterious 3d prints and just that just trick him into <laughs> yeah. that. well you've already got half a team so you might as well uh, finish it off now um yeah, yeah this is a cool rat ochre what do i use this with <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking uh, that's wicked but yeah Ben you're, you're right the the outrage at, and it's not a specific outrage I think it's mostly leaning towards two elements which is Games Workshop are changing things and there's a lot of the community that doesn't feel like Games Workshop has the right to change things because they didn't finish the, the last iteration which is the second point that we're seeing from an outrage point of view which is there are lots of coaches who really love Amazon, Slan, Norse, Chaos Dwarf, Kemri, mm-hmm. Vamps and it's like they're like feeling dejected and just switched off and you know the first bit where it's an unfinished edition that is how games work um that's especially how games workshop works um and i think that's just something that i don't know whether it's because the blood bowl community is kind of split into into two which is the guys who've always played it forever and the guys who went and played something else and have returned or are just joining and they don't know any different so for for, for all three of us we've experienced games workshops other games so we're like lol space marine codex number seven and you know <laughs> you know it's happening in it happened in warhammer 
like high elves got a book every edition and and it's like goblins got like three because they were wicked and it's just about a popularity contest exactly yeah i think draconians went like three editions without a book yeah, well, yeah, well. <laughs> Games Workshop clearly hates Bretonians. Because, yes. uh, yeah, they got uh, <laughs> a bit of seppuku there. Um, they're, they're, they're gone. Uh, and that's another thing, is that it's that's that's it. I mean, Ben, am I, am I right here? Is that the kind of outrage that we're seeing? Yeah, I, I am seeing that. Um, I, I think it's... You kind of were, were sort of respond to that. You mentioned before where you said you had, like, one normal team. Yeah, <laughs> ready for YouTube, and I understand that not everyone's in the same luxury position that we are, where we can play so many wacky teams and like scenarios, which we have a lot of fun with. But maybe I think we we actually discussed this on an episode about four four episodes or five episodes ago. But it's just about like maybe you know asking your league commissioner to introduce new things that the game might not have that you want, just to play the game that you want to play. And maybe I, and if, I it's think, la- if it's lacking then maybe look into expanding it yourself i think this is something that games workshop are actually really good at doing like yeah. uh i think there's a lot of people who are looking at this from a competitive point of view of like oh yeah. you know you're, you're changing you're being you bring bringing variability and games workshop have historically made games for you to play at home with your friends with the yeah. exception of underworlds i don't think they have oh and, and that kill team arena they have never really made a competitive game. They have made a no. narrative game that has a competition element to it. And I think Blood Bowl... They've been slowly trying to get into that market, though. Yeah, and that goes into, and, into yeah, T-Sports, yeah. which is something I'm hecka excited about. Like, T-Sports is just something that I think we, we can grow as a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff like Blood Bowl, where there is a tight rule set, was very good for it now the rule set got rejigged and it, it may not be as tight because it's uh there's a lot of unknown variables i don't know it just feels normal and i guess those who've just played blood bowl with the stuff they've loved in a pretty safe environment for like 12 years um i, I think it makes a lot of sense that there's a lot of people upset about it um because they're like well yeah. you just yeah. change stuff without fleshing everything out and now we don't know if this is going to be balanced or not because it was perfectly good how it was and that is a totally justifiable angle to take um and i feel bad that there's a lot of negativity around that because i i understand like i mean ben we had this giant idea all like set up and started working on and then all of a sudden everything for that is gone fortunately we hadn't really got that far along it was just an idea to make Mm. a giant table and a giant game with a bunch of giant players like it was going to be absolutely wicked but now it's like and now we switch back to normal and you said this like we played crazy teams i mean sam's got you know he's got a corn team um you know ben you've got at least a couple of silly teams i've got a bunch of silly teams teams than actual teams yeah i've got the actual teams they're just not painted um uh i mean sam are you how are you feeling about not being able to run corn again given that you are technically a corn champion I was um, not, you know what, not too bad actually. The, the, I was planning on retiring them after uh, Tombstone anyway. Um, <laughs> One and done. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I, I, I only took them to Tombstone because it was like I needed a sort of chaos or undead themed team, and I had some old demon bits lying around, and I thought, yeah, sure, I'll couple, I'll couple the corn together. And um, I really enjoyed them, but don't 
because they're not part of a normal team lineup, I kind of I was resigned to the fact I'd never really get to play them again anyway. Even back then. And and you know what? I think that's another great sweet spot about Blood Bowl is you can do a one-off. Like it's really it's really yeah. unusual for miniatures games to just paint a team for an event. And we are yeah. just the worst enablers here at the Bonus <laughs> Podcast for that. It's like, and this event's going to be mixed teams. And then everyone's like, oh, what a great excuse to paint mixed team. This is great. You're never going to use that team again. Ben, you went all out and ridiculous. I just made that lovely were, uh, werewolf the wear team um and you know it was a case of i'm probably only going to use this a couple of times i think you're yeah. bringing it on saturday i'm bringing them saturday yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and we got to use them on I youtube gonna, i was going to do something new but i thought you know i might as well use them the second time well that's it is and yeah. and i think that that's, that's a really good segue onto our next point which is there's a lot of extra stuff to say goodbye to in 2020 mm-hmm. um you know all the variants are kind of going to need a bit of a reset. All of the teams, all of the, what is it, 90 um, secret league bits, mm-hmm. all going to have a hiatus. There's a couple of great people in the community who have put together PDFs with all the stats for all these special teams, which is wicked. So next year when we do our tournaments, we're going to try and up it to six next year to get a couple of normal 2020 tournaments in extra because I think this is going to be the year for mm-hmm. it. Um, but when we do the sillies, actually there are stats there that, you know, so we can still do the silly. So I don't know if it's going to be the year for it or not, but <clears throat> at least someone's gone to the effort of putting the, the stats together. But there's a, an awful lot to say goodbye to in 2020, which is why I'm so excited about Mega Bowl this weekend. Because mm, we recklessly, recklessly piled it all in. So <laughs> it's funny. It's going to be carnage. We've got uh, Simon from our club is coming. He's like, he's into the world cups and everything and he's like this is a very different experience for me for for tournaments he's <laughs> like he's built a team and he's like i have no idea how this is going to play i was like what he's, team is he running um i think it is lizardman and wood elf hybrid team mixed team <laughs> i know right i know he was like yeah this is i have no idea if this is going to play the way i i just don't know how this is going to play i'm like simon that's the point <laughs> That's the point. You are going to run this team. You're going to come up against someone's Amazon Bretonian team. And you are playing two unique teams you've never played before. And you will never play again. This is this is all for the puzzle. There's no learning. It's like, it's like doing... I've got to stop referencing card games. But it's like doing a draft. It where is. Where you suddenly have like a deck of a deck which you haven't used before. And you've got to make it work. You've got to figure out what you're doing what they're doing and yeah. i i don't know whether it's the comfort of you've got no opportunity to really uh, learn how to win <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. know whether it's that where everyone's kind of on a pretty even footing i mean we saw this with hangover bowl the, the sevens event that you ran at our mm-hmm. club i mean sam what did you end up do you what did Why you run wood elf and chaos oh see that's cool have you ever run a wood elf chaos team before sam um Outside of um, BB2 <laughs> on Steam, no, <laughs> exactly, and it, it gives a great opportunity to that. And I'm looking at our tournament spread for next year, and you know, Bonehead Bowl is mixed teams, and I just don't know whether it's going to be the right thing to do this year because we're going to be only sort of six months into a new edition, and mm. is it going to be too much for people to to learn because? You know, maybe that's it. That's why I'm looking at next year and I'm thinking, 
I don't know if this is this is the year for all the silliness. And I still go with it. Still, no, I can go with it. <laughs> People are going to have their their legacy teams from last edition. They want to give they want to give a, a rollout on the on the new edition and try them out with. So they, if you've got a mixed team that you took to Mega Bowl this year, and then you want to try it next year with the new rules, you can do that. All right, I'm sold. Sam uh, is more bonehead <laughs> podcast than we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the thing is for me is like we had club night yesterday where it's all 2020 rules and it's like, what's this do? How does this work? And then we're going to go to this tournament where we're TOing and it's sevens, mixed teams, special teams, uh, secret league teams and, and, and Blood Bowl 2016. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I really hope that this PDF is legit because I don't want to learn a third Blood Bowl game in one year. <laughs> 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 and turns out none of this works the way it's supposed to work so those are kind of the concerns that we're seeing out of the community is there anything for you guys that you actually really do like and are really excited by and or have discovered that's better than you thought yeah for me it's uh the concept of growth that the that this edition offers and represents in the sense that that was not English, was it? Yeah, it was free again. Like the off, off the pitch or off the oh, pitch. That, or... that was. <laughs> yeah, that was. You yeah. hired Ben. The um, yeah, okay. So basically, the idea that the game can expand in a much smoother way than it used to. So, I said a couple of episodes ago, like the keyword stuff with the star players is really cool, and the teams. That means that now you can bring something new in, and everything just fits. Um. You know, coming from like a software developer, it's like having like a class that just like works everywhere. It's it's just it's just really neat. Um, I think the uh, the the where we've seen two brand new teams on release on the box is really exciting. I think we'll see some newer stuff. We've had like four real brand new stuff. Four new teams this year. Yeah. Uh, Old World Alliance, Snotlings. Imperial nobility and black orcs, and a yeah. and an adjusted necro team and an adjusted underworld team. Um, yeah, they're not afraid to go into new design space or slightly adjacent design space. You know, and they said that on the video they'd released. They said about new stuff coming, like new new teams, new teams sure and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. And um, that I well, yeah, tick tick for me, very big tick there. Sam, go, what do you reckon? Go. I was just going to say, going on from what Ben said with the, with the, the possible new teams and stuff, I think that the teams that we think we're going to lose, like Amazon and Norse, um, I think that we'll see a resurface. That they'll they'll get given a new name and re-released, maybe in the in maybe not in the new year, but certainly down the line. I had a, a good chat with my opponent last night, Richard, and um, we're talking about things that may come to pass. And we're talking about uh, Amazons and the fact that everyone's got dodge. In the Wood Elf spike, there was talk about a Dryad team. What if actually what they bring into kind of (laughs) sidestep uh, the Amazon kind of trope, which is maybe not the direction games where it want to be because it's IP loose and not always tastefully done. Uh, Actually, Mm -hmm. if they drop an adjusted team that turns out to be a Dryad team, you know, that's mentioned in the Wood Elf Spike and actually everyone having dodge on that team might make sense because they're kind of dodge sidesteppy kind of guys and that turns out to be the team that replaces Amazon. You know, you kind of... But yeah, 
kind of gone the kind of way that nobility's done which is we've got a new team but it ticks a lot of the old boxes of the old team that was uh but actually it's it's got its new identity i i yeah. think i think you're right sam i think there's a very good chance that those teams we don't see right now will come either adjusted or in a new version like with the nobility yeah so certainly with norse i think they'll lean more into sort of chaos marauder territory give them some specific chaos tribe name or something uh, uh, yeah i mean norse uh all the good bits of, of norse are kind of it's kind of just an amalgamation team it's like the old world alliance of teams <laughs> it was like the original old world alliance you know you've got a... it sort of feels like they had loads of ideas left and they put them all into one. <laughs> yeah. And said. this guy's angry, and this guy's slightly angrier, and this guy's slightly angry but has Dauntless, uh, and this guy's got pass. What? Why has that guy got pass? <laughs> Norse have just got too many positionals. Although, I'm going to say this for me uh, and for Ollie, current, we do need the Yeti back because yeah. the Yeti is just wicked. Although Claw got nerfed, the Yeti is still wicked. Um, and I would like to see that positional, but of the of the of Norse, that's the only thing I think that the game is missing out because of. Not the uh, Ulf Furners. Oh, I do like the Ulfs though. Yeah, you're right. They're just fast black orcs now, though. You know, <laughs> <laughs> everything is uh, is comparable to a black orc now. Is that right? But basically, although black orcs can't take frenzy because they've got grab. And I tell you what, I was playing my game last night, and I was like, I really want frenzy on these guys, and they can't blooming take it. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I just yeah, it's very sad. So yeah, all four riders. I don't know. I think there's some cool ways they can go with Norse. There's some cool ways they can go with Amazons. Um, yeah, there's cool stuff they can do with Chaos Dwarves and with Kemri. Uh, yeah. And vampires especially. Please give us a big guy. Please give us a Vargulf. Um, just create a plastic Vargulf kit for Blood Bowl and bring in a star player Vargulf that could be taken by Undead and put them both in the box. Games Workshop, 25 to £30. Pounds. Every Undead player is going to buy it. Every Necro player is going to buy it. Every Vampire player is going to buy it. And every AOS yeah. Madman is going to buy it. So, yeah, if you'd like some money, Games Workshop, I suggest that because, you know, big guys are great. Um, big Vampire big guys are great and undead players there are many of them we saw that on the whip wednesday there's like two or three undead teams being painted up at the moment um and necro's about Random to land speculation thought go like saying the vargul i can imagine them doing a ghoul team they do like their fleshy Ooh. quartz you know revitalize the vampires into vampires and ghouls and maybe that will be the dodge team yeah that could be yes. that would be wicked yeah i mean that's the cool thing is now they've done a snotling team. Um, they could just individually single out player types or part of the background that they really like. You know, a hobgoblin team. Let's have a hobgoblin team. I mean, mm. was it was it Bonehead Bowl, Summer Sorcery, or Lockdown Bowl where there was a hobgoblin team that just ran rampant? It might have been Lockdown Bowl, but that was Your wicked. Life. It's just like it. It's just so cool. Like, there's so much lore in there. And, and oh, hobgoblin team. Oh, come on. <laughs> some stabby guys some stuff oh that would be wicked and it's in the law you know and yeah. but it doesn't take away from the fact that there are some teams that are missing um but they've been kind of missing for a few years and it's 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 they need to kind of they need to come out and say one way or the other i think is the key yeah is i don't it, i don't really like to limit their options though even if even if they just when the edition releases say we're not going to do teams of legend for teams we don't make um because we don't make them 
but we're going to look at them in the future and re-add them. Yeah. At least everyone would be able to flame without speculation. I think it'll, people will flame either way, no matter what they do. They'll, they'll be uh, <laughs> upset. Yeah. I'm still waiting on the uh, the Kislev team, to be honest. Oh, you see, I... I... <laughs> I was there pitching for Plastic Slan, and I just, I just don't know if that's going to happen. Although, complete, complete non sequitur here. This is going to sound terrible as well. I know a guy who knows a guy. Okay, and that guy says squats are coming. A squat army is coming. Which they, is they teased it in forty k. They did. Is, They'd had the teaser on the Warhammer community. And yeah, apparently uh, this guy knows a guy who works at White Dwarf. And he's like, yeah, squats, squats are coming. And if they're going to bring squats back, they've brought back Zotes. Why can't they bring back Slan? Get rid of this Kislev nonsense. Uh, just, you know, frog's going to frog, yo. And it just makes a lot of sense. And you don't have to make him any good. You don't even have to boost it from how Leap is right now. Just make him 10k cheaper and let people yeah. jump to their death. Um, at least, you yeah. know. <laughs> I always saw Slan as part of Lizardman, as they were in Fantasy. They were part of the Lizardman faction, weren't they? Yeah, kind so of. I, yeah, it was. It was weird to me that they had a whole separate team for them. That's because the Slan used to be like an actual race in Warhammer Fantasy role. I don't know if it was roleplay, but in Second Edition and Third Edition, you could have units yeah. of Slan, and there was Slan warriors rather than Slan mages. Oh wow! Um, yeah, because in, in I know in later lore it was uh, there was a Slan mage priests, weren't they? They were the, the leaders of the Lizardman. Yeah, they got there. They were mm -hmm. the the navigators of slan basically the bloaters the bloated guys it's, it's yeah i'm i'm anyway slan would be wicked there's a lot of stuff they could do and but i think the people just want to know what the deal is now and i don't as we get closer i'm not sure we're going to get this team of legend um and i think I think it's probably for what sam just said there about the fact that they're really driving into new space and then i know that you're in the way that there as well ben that if we don't see Team of Legend, I think we can pretty much draw a line under 2016, uh, and mm -hmm. then you are really playing a new Blood Bowl rather than the old world. And that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, so other good bits for the game. I love the new teams. I love the new teams. I love Brawler as a skill, naturally. That's good. I really like the SPP system. Um, as yeah. we're playing games, we're seeing how that's going to work and... Uh, I really like the way that's going to develop. It gives the players much, much, much more control over what you do with your guys. And as a as a league commissioner, I like that. It's going to take a bit of work to teach some of the, the more casual players how it works because historically it was roll the dice. Now choose this cool thing. Uh, now it's like brew up your team or just choose the random skill and roll this dice anyway. It gives you more control. I love that. Passing, uh, I actually technically if you want to play good blood bowl you shouldn't pass ever uh, I got a touchdown yesterday in corn because i made a six plus pass i needed the six dude i i uh, i i made a bat down with a black orc as well yesterday it was cool um yeah, so passing is a solid thing yeah it's a but, solid tactic. but as a competitive thing you're rolling extra dice where yeah. you may not need to so it's not it's not optimal but um it what it does do is it leads you to generally speaking pass with the guys who are supposed to pass and that theme works for me mm -hmm. mechanics works for me and for new players the thrower needs to throw the ball yeah 
that's what they do. Uh, before, it was the thrower throws the ball ever so slightly better than that man there who punches things. It's like, what? Uh, and this catcher, he's great at throwing. <laughs> it's like, what? what? Sorry? Uh, okay. Now, it's kind of, yeah. Sorry, I'm say gutter runners used to be probably, is it better or on par with Skaven throwers? Uh, I think, generally speaking, because re-rolls weren't that expensive in Skaven, they were better throwers. I played many lists where I didn't bother taking a thrower and I just used gutter four as the picker thrower because two plus pickup, nine squares of movement, and then a two plus pass for three squares with a re-roll yeah. for your team was just filth. Um now yeah. you've got four gutter runners and a guy that's got seven squares of movement and a cheeky good pickup and a two plus pass. So yeah, <laughs> with a, with an integral reroll, yeah, it's absolutely blooming lovely. But I uh, played Wood Elves last night. Played against Wood Elves last night. Um, that's my second game against Wood Elves in 2020. Uh, turns out they're still good. Uh, War dancers still good. Um, but doing the SPBs and stuff, yeah, that that thrower on the Wood Elf team I played last night got three SPP. Um, straight off the bat, he could take a random he could take a random passing um, stat, and he's already going to be much better. Uh, or he could just wait for one touchdown and then pick a skill, and so they're going to progress real quick. And those skills are absolutely going to be better. Taking yeah. accurate is going to be absolutely bomb on any two plus or three plus passer. Like two plus pass with pass is is like a it's it's basically a four square handoff. Unless you know you roll lots of ones, um, which luckily my opponent did in the first turn. Uh, double one, a pickup. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff. Before we move on to the next bit, is there anything, um, anything else you guys want to touch on, on what you've learned from Blood Bowl 2020 for the first two months of it not being out yet? <laughs> uh, my last point is likes the armbar skill. Dislikes the dwarf team don't have it. <laughs> yeah definitely a missed opportunity to reset a roster there but uh i don't know having played dwarves i thought they were more fun in this edition okay. uh but that may have been because i got to play against goblins and that was yeah, just that was wicked fun <laughs> and if you watch the youtube video i don't think i played like a dwarf i think i played like skaven because i side caged an honorable dwarf uh, I don't know. I don't know if I was just playing suboptimal. I did only win one nil, so I don't know if that's good or not against goblins. Um, but yeah, anything for you, Sam? Um, nothing I can think of. I think um, there should be a, a, a honourable mention for the uh, the troll in our game. Who, uh, who oh, nearly, got away. nearly the touchdown was just awesome. That was that was really good. Trolls overperformed. Ben, you'd be really pleased. You would be so proud. They don't overperform. They perform as they should because <laughs> the, the amount of four plus really stupids that I made was great. The, they uh, were better beautiful. on their own than they were when they had goblins by them. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. The, Both uh, of them. The pick up the go for it. They were just fantastic. I didn't great. didn't lay you down at all. It was wicked. Yep, yeah. trolls, trolls, still trolls in this edition. I had troll uh, touchdown and just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well we are going to be talking about trolls in just a moment because we're going to be talking about the black orc team so we'll take a quick bake a uh, quick bake maybe i don't know we've got time to cook something and we'll be right back And we're back, and it is time to talk about Black Orcs. So we've had an opportunity to play several games with them, 
and we've had the opportunity to play against them and now we kind of get a better idea of what the skills are how the team plays and um what development looks like for them and how they kind of some lists in tournaments actually we're in a much better position to talk through blackhawks i'm not ready to go and do a bonehead basics just yet i think it's going to be a little while um i intend to run them in league and i think ben's going to run nobility in the league so mm -hmm. that you know give us a couple of months we'll have five six games between us for the team and how it develops uh, so that'll be cool we'll go through it kind of when we've had proper time and we've got the proper miniatures so black orc team so this is the new team that's coming in the blood bowl 2020 box set the black orc team rundown is not to one trained troll 115k standard troll stats so that's movement four strength five passing five plus agility five plus armor ten plus always hungry this is a trained troll so it's loner three plus um mighty blow projectile vomit really stupid regeneration throw teammate and that is your troll so a little bit better than your average troll with loner three plus nought to six black orcs these are the primary players on the team i think um 90k each movement four strength four agility four plus passing five plus armor ten plus as well brawler and grab which is a really great combination of skills and then you've got 0 to 12 goblin bruisers so these are your linemen they're 45k so expensive for goblins movement six standard strength two standard agility three plus passing four plus armor eight plus all standard for goblins dodge right stuff stunty but they've also got thick skull so guys let's start right there these goblins sam you played against me we got to play a game it was a very good game there was just troll action and big guys and goblins doing gobliny things that thick skull for these goblins i think was massively good what do you reckon it, it came into play a couple of times didn't it, it definitely saved uh, saved a couple of your goblins um i think it's good value as well because well uh thick skull is a strength upgrade is it yeah it is yeah so that would be 20k on a goblin no no. 60. no no that would be a 40k upgrade now because that would be a uh that would be a double which is now 40k yeah so 45k for one of your goblins or if i were to stick thick skull on one of my goblins he'd be what, 80k, 80K. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good trade-off i think <laughs> that is very fair so from a, a stats point of view i think someone online ran the numbers and it's a normal player gets taken out 41 percent of the time after their armor's broken uh goblin bruiser is 44 percent regular stunties was like 50 something percent uh, for yeah. the time yeah 54 56 percent of the time that goblin's gone when they've got thick skull which when you're stunty means they're only knocked out on an eight so seven is a um stun which is just massive because normally seven eight knockout and you know nine plus is still casualty hugely hugely beneficial somehow still managed to get a goblin bruiser knocked out but um <laughs> better than being knocked out more regularly it's, it's just way better um you're basically what is that how many chances to roll an eight on 2d6 that's got to be five rolls right don't know anyway rolling a seven way more common than rolling an eight so not having that on the seven basically reduces it by half the opportunity of your goblin being knocked out which keeps them on the pitch um as for doing gobliny things I think these guys are pretty great. Yeah, I mean, the, so they're obviously they don't have any secret weapons like goblins do. Um, that is very true. So there's, only, there's only one opportunity for a throw teammate, but compare them to the old school orcs. 
they're far better than the goblin that comes with the old school orcs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ben, you've had a lot of practice with goblins as well. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, moving the ball with goblins, it's actually not terrible, is it? No, I, I genuinely think okay, goblins are in the team where I've played in the teams where I've played go- goblins, be a stupid mixed team or an actual <laughs> goblin team or uh, an orc team or what's the chaos pact. Goblins yes. are genuinely key when you don't have to use them for everything. They're they're good players. They're good. It's the same way that in like a um, uh, skink is a really good player. You know, yeah, they're pretty easy to beat down, but the goblins sacrifice a bit of speed to get the durability, like you were saying. So it's like, you know, they're, they're solid. And I imagine just to back up the back orcs, I get I haven't had too much experience, so I'm staying pretty quiet in this segment. But I do imagine they really help back up your control game with the black book team you are not far off but i think i think you called it out there goblins are great they sacrifice their strength for agility in the regards to stunty is um it's a double it's double-edged isn't it on the one hand you get to dodge you know you you don't modify your dodges basically ever it's three plus forever on the downside you knocked out on a seven not with thick skull as well but uh, well, no, you can throw just as well. You just get intercepted one easier. So that's good. I thought it was minus one to throwing, wasn't it? It did used to be. That got better. Oh. That got that's, better. That's actually a massive change. Yeah. So it's it's they're, they're passing normally, but you get uh, but anyone trying to intercept it actually gets plus one because the idea is they're just lower to the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, did, did they, I, I think... Oh, sorry, sorry, Sam. You carry on, Sam. Did they integrate the stunty minus one to pass into the passing stat for the stunty players? Uh, you would think so, but their passing is better than Dark Elves. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's, not, it's not better than Dark Elves. It is exactly the same as Dark Elves, which might actually hurt more. <laughs> What's that? Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. But the good thing is with these guys, that thick skull takes away kind of the negative effect of stunty. Yeah. You know, normal players are knocked out eight nine casualty ten plus. The difference is you get casualty badly hurt on a nine, and quite frankly, that's that's fine because I can't roll kickoff, I can't roll knockout returns to save my life, and that's you know, once a guy's knocked out, as far as my team's concerned, they're done in. So I'm kind of even. So basically, they're stunty without the downside of stunty, uh, which means you're dodging three plus invulnerably, um, and mm-hmm. more, you know, agility three plus to pick up the ball is absolutely fine passing four plus is yeah, it's medium in this world um you don't really want to be passing but you can for a stretch play uh i like it but the real big boys are these black orcs and having six of them is massive so sam ran goblins against me you had chainsaw fanatic two trolls that was your kind of yeah that was your layout wasn't it your weapons loadout for your goblin roster And um, I'll tell you what, I was a bit worried about taking those trolls because I thought, well, the advantage of the Blackhawk team is you get six guys who are stronger than everybody on your opponent's team. And then Sam's like, this guy's strength seven, these two are strength five, and they've all got mighty bow. And I was like, oh. <laughs> um, it felt kind of evenly matched strength-wise when it came to the big guys, though, Sam. Yeah, I mean, well, the Fnatic did what Fnatics do. He danced around one of your players all game. <laughs> he uh, literally did. Uh, <laughs> what happened to the Fnatic at the end? Did I... Did I? You took an uphill block and um, put him to the ground, yeah? Yeah. Which that's... is fair. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, the 
chainsaw. Now, I focused your goblins with the chainsaw because they're easier to put out of action with the plus three. And Which... I figured the fewer goblins you've got, the harder it is for you to, to maneuver. I mean, the Blackhawks are scary on your team, but they're movement four, agility four plus. They're without the goblins to support them. I think they are in a bit of a problem, you know? Yeah, it's not as bad as Saurus, but you are very right. So actually, as far as anti-Blackhawk team strategy goes, movement four, uh, like Sam says, agility four plus, they're, they're not getting around a lot. And in my in my game last night with them, um, my guys, my Blackhawks were movement five because I rushed all the time because I had to to keep up with goblins and to keep them positioning. And if they get knocked down, moving one square is not very far at all so you can kind of disengage from the black orcs in a similar way you would with mummies mm-hmm. um edge four plus will still work but taking a dodge on a four plus feels really bad that's a god it can only really do that if i've got a reroll in the pocket and even then it's likely to fail so sam's tactic of right i've got a chainsaw here chainsaw against an av8 plus goblin this is easy this is five plus and yeah. you know it's a really solid strategy especially because six of your guys on the team are going to be black orcs and once the team gets rolling with a trained troll as well you're going to have that skink situation where i've got four dudes that can do stuff and the rest is just muscle it's 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 really weird this is like the most mid-range of teams <clears throat> i mean when it got going it was scary did the, the i mean trying to peel a cage that has a black orc on every corner is tough you know so, so <laughs> yeah. from your point of view, you only need to get one goblin to survive because as long as you can cage him with those those black orcs, I'm not I'm not moving it. Which is exactly what I did against Wood Elves last night. So I managed to slowly brew up this cage. I had a black orc in every corner, which left me two other black orcs to just I had one leading the charge who was not part of the cage. He blitzed created a hole the cage followed through and the uh the other one was just it just got left behind in classic mummy style and just got gang um brutalized by wood elves which was peculiar um to see that happen on one side of the pitch but i was fine with it because i had five black orcs and three goblins just mosey on just unstoppably brawling their way um towards the end zone and yeah. i end up i ended up winning against wood elves 2-1 Wow. Uh, yeah, I was really pleased with this. Um, I, I was like, uh, right, this guy's playing widows. I want to run the Blackhawks. Like, to heck with it. Like, it's fine. Let's just see how they... Let's see how bad this is. And I won. I kicked to them. Uh, managed to blitz. Where they went with the catcher, I managed to blitz with the Blackhawk in the end with some supports and just destroyed the catcher, stole the ball, and just ran out of the pitch. It took some go for it because the Blackhawks are slow. So you kind of, your launch pad cage, it's, it takes a while to get up the pitch. Like, it yeah. really was quite slow. Uh, and then I ended up having to take the double go for it into the end zone for the touchdown. Got it. They then scored on a blitz. Blitz is still good, by the way, guys, especially with Wood Elves. Mm-hmm. Um, he scored on the blitz and then went into the second half, kicked. Oh, I've received. Oh, yeah, I received. It was one all, and I just was like, right, this time I'm going to cage in my backfield and just death star up. And it worked a treat. Of course, um, <laughs> surfing and fouling the wall dancers was very useful. Like, uh, that was uh, that was good. And you got goblins. You got one goblin in reserve. It's fine to foul with a goblin, even though they're 45k. I was like, dude, if a goblin gets sent off and I take this war dancer out, 
I'm just yeah. having a great time. Um, ended up taking a one die blitz to surf him, which was so satisfying. Um, and he was casualty out. But yeah. Any time. Be, being on the receiving end of that that cage, that orc cage is scary. There's um, the only hope you've really got once the cage is formed from you know the point of view of the team that I was playing anyway. Yeah. Your only hope is to speed bump it. You've got to try and position players in such a way that you can't with you know with the time, turns you've got left, you don't have the time to get to the end zone. Yeah. Now, yes, all right, we played against uh, played against goblins. So you're thinking, well, goblins are very fragile and very vulnerable, but strength four against strength two uh, without any assists is exactly the same as strength four against strength three, and these guys have got dodge. So it was two die blocking, and it was dodge to keep them alive. So I feel like it's kind of a fair approximation of going up against linemen and things like that. But Brawler was amazing. I was just, it was just, I just absolutely love that skill. Like, you roll in two dice most of the time. And it's push both down. Just roll the, just re-roll the both down. You might get a pal, you might get a skull. Doesn't matter. You can take the push. And by the way, you've got grab. So that push is really good because you just hand it off to the next black orc. Like uh-huh. I, when... you don't need blitzes. You just pass the dude <laughs> along the line and just just destroy people. It's it's the more you horrible. Talk about this team, the more I actually just think. I really like what this team represents. It's just like, it's such a strong control game. You have so much just solidness in this team. Like everything just works from what you're describing. You have your six strength four guys that can get a free re-roll on their both downs that can then move players however they want with some reliable stunty guys who can dodge where they want. And you can also throw a teammate if you want to. Yeah, I mean, full disclosure, I didn't take the troll um nonsense well to start to start i thought it was I, you can take a troll but then you've either got to take two re-rolls and i didn't want to risk that or lose a couple of black orcs and i was like i want to see how black orcs play i know how trolls yeah, play yeah. you know sam sham showed me very well how how trolls play like uh that's yeah, <laughs> how play, yeah i was ridiculous uh, i was like oh my gosh this troll is going to equalize i just had to spam dudes at the end and it was just rush but that troll breakaway was really hard for me to catch up to with those Blackhawks. Movement four. It took you. You had to get goblins up there because the the Blackhawks were never going to make it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And and goblins getting in the way of a troll. Uh, it was interesting. I had to tag the troll on the backside so that it had to take the block and lose a square of movement or take the five five plus dodge. It was yeah. that was that was cunning. That was cunning. I got away with that one. Yeah, I mean, the troll you left me where I could have blitzed with the troll, but he'd have had to make a four plus really stupid. Yeah. Um, I could have blitzed your goblin away and then and made a uh, a rush into the end zone. Yeah. Or a goblin nearby, who I could have dodged out to the troll to give him the, the two plus stupid, or use the goblin to dodge out and blitz your goblin away on on the two die. Sadly, the goblin is the one that screwed it up by failing his um, dodge with a reroll. <laughs> That's a very good segue. Last night, I failed uh, the dodge reroll with goblins three times in one half. Uh, my goblins just could not dodge away. And I don't know whether it's just because I was playing as wood elves and literally it was, they were just disengaging, disengaging, disengaging. It was like, right, come on, let's just see a couple of ones here. Uh, my goblins, though, were like, ah, we're going to take this stunty dodge roll a two and reroll into a two. I was like, oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> 
<laughs> every time. So yeah, three plus uh, with a reroll on dodge is not always invincible. Um, from what you were saying, so what you were saying with the uh, tagging catching up to the troll, I think from what you're saying is like if you were to compare this team because we have done a lot of comparisons, a lot of people compare them to lizard men. Obviously, mm. you've got a team of six string four guys with a bunch of stunty backup. Um, from what it sounds like, is it's like if this team was like, or sorry, if lizards were like a muscle car, this is like an eighteen wheeler truck. Incidents that is like <laughs> it's very awkward in that regard. Your, your yeah. muscle car is strong and powerful. It'll go through, it'll break through, and then it can speed away if it needs to. Yeah. Whereas this just is just a real meat like <sighs> brick that will just plow through everything. But as soon as it needs to catch up to something, it doesn't have a chance. Ultimately, this team has the same weakness as a Lizardman team uh, and just not as much of the strengths. Um, the big guy is... think it doesn't have the strengths? It you doesn't have the strengths. If you were to compare, if you were to do a Blackhawk team versus a Lizardman team, what do you think would have the upper edge? Oh, it would be a 3-0 drumming um, via Lizards. Yeah. I'd, I'd put Lizards to win, but not by 3-0, yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, right, Soros movement six. Blackhawk's movement four. The biggest issue there is you knock a Blackhawk down. He's going to be fine. He's got armor 10 plus. Like, it's not a problem. But he's moving one square when he stands yeah. up. Saurus, three squares when they stand up. They've got the same armor. They're just going to be able to redeploy and keep up with the cage. Skinks mm. are just awesome stunties. Goblins are good. They're great. But Skinks got the same armor. They're just two squares faster. Yeah, um, well, the, the Lizardman team, like, I can see it. With the Lizardman, their cage works a bit differently, doesn't it? You sort of you roll the cage forward and forward a bit until you're halfway into the opponent's half. Then the skink just bursts out at the front of the cage and he's gone. No one's catching him. Not not certainly not the movement for Black Orcs anyway. Yeah, um, it was interesting. I was doing the drive in the second half with my little Death Star and I had to put a dice six squares away from the end zone because... I was just like, I need to make sure I move this up. And it was one, two squares a turn. And it was just... Now, grab massively helps with that. Like, grab yeah. really does. That cage was moving. And because of your strength, normally you don't want to anchor... You don't want to leave any corners of your cage in contact with an enemy. Um, it was all right. But then again, I was playing against Wood Elves. So when you get into close quarters, like, the advantage was massively on me. Ben... One thing I would say is that starting rosters, I think Blackhawks would be a lot closer um, to to Lizards. Lizards don't have a bench. They have two re-rolls, generally speaking. And they'll be in the same situation. They won't have the Crocs. So it will be... Yeah, you won't have the six lots of Brawlers either. No. Really and that's it. Brawler grab means that you've got the slight edge and you've got the positioning edge. So, yeah. yeah, I think it will be close. It will probably be closer, but the Lizards can... They've got that explosiveness, and that is one thing for me that I will pick up about this team, is it's missing a little bit of something. It's missing a catcher. Just whether it's just that little bit of speed. Like, I, I just... There's just one positional missing from this team. Um, and I don't, I don't think it needs it. I just think it would absolutely hum. I mean, the Lizards got it with the Chameleon. Just yeah. that something else. That's something else to do a thing. It's difficult I, to fit that into the Blackhawk theme. Hugely. Thinking what they could add to... You'd think add more strength. This team does not need more strength. Um, yeah. and, and I just don't think there's anything they could. Even a few Snotlings would have been really interesting. Um, just, as an, just as something like a slightly alternative... Now I think I'm thinking like like a hobgoblin runner, it fits them out like thematically. I think 
with the black orcs. Yeah, it it just just misses that little bit of speed and you not to too positional. However, the team works brilliantly. Um after playing a few games with them, I'm thinking Skaven wise, I will love playing against this team. I think I'm just gonna sell my line rats up the river, let the black orcs have their way with them, keep the rest of my team away, and I'm just going one on one at that point with goblins. And I'm playing, yeah. You you leave three line rats to take care of the goblet, the black orcs. At that point, I'm playing eight scave, eight man Skaven team against five goblins, and Skaven win that every time. And I think I think the high agility teams are gonna be able to um to to have their way with black orcs. That said. I did pull off the win against Wood Elves, and I. And like Sam said, the he said about having it as like the roadblock defense, which high agility teams tend to be pretty good at. I you know just running away and not letting them get any blocks. So, um, at, at first, I deployed five or six black orcs across the line of scrimmage, and was like, right, I'm going to deploy real hard, have my five goblins back. I tried a different setup in the like the, the following up where I had. Um, three black orcs on the line and then i just kind of had a just like four squares back or something just my, the rest of my black orcs with some goblins like at layered defense like i had the strength so they had to gang up and take those black orcs that armor's fine they're going to stand up and base a couple of people and my movement for guys to play linebacker in the backfield was great that's what allowed me to take a two die uh, blitz a three die blitz on the catcher is because I had the black orc available and had a goblin available to corner. Goblin on the corner, black orc wanders in, another goblin's basing, so you get three dice and a three die blitz, and there was nowhere to go. I think using this as kind of like a two tier defense, not going all in, you're gonna you're gonna have that little danger zone of nine squares in the backfield where you're gonna get blitzed by a strength four black orc and be supported by two goblins. That's gonna stop and slow anything, um, and yeah, using those black orcs as linebackers is gonna be it's gonna be a solid tactic. Because oh man, can you imagine like punching through the main line to then come up against another three chaos blockers? Uh, you know, yeah, it's it's really cool. And when that troll arrives on that team, um, the troll doesn't need to do anything. The troll is just there on the line as well as another strength piece. And skills-wise, Brawler on the troll, I wouldn't worry with guard. I would go Brawler on that troll just to make it a little bit more reliable because Brawler's wicked. Um, yeah, and like like um, we were saying with the projectile vomit, it's quite nice to have on the trolls because they can stand around and kind of do nothing with yeah. not that much risk. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'd agree with Brawler because it just lets you do at least a block. And yeah. It, it works great if you've got a block obviously if you've got a chance at a double yeah. then great but actually taking brawler early is just going to make your troll better um skills wise this is really interesting so we, mm. there are three main skills for black orcs that you, you kind of you think immediately block you've got brawler guard mm. but generally speaking you're not standing next to other black orcs with the black orcs as if you bunch two or three black orcs together it's really easy to isolate and you're already getting two die blocks and you need so much to get that three dice that it really achieves nothing. Um, I like guard to support 
your defense against the goblins, but having a cage of four black orcs is pretty good defense. Um, I did sort of mention Mighty Blow as an option, and I tell you what, I played against Sam's goblin team, and I played against the wood elf team, and I had no problem putting guys on the ground. But they just got up and wandered off. And I really am starting to think that Mighty Blow, you know, guard gives you a good control game. These guys have already got good control game with Grab and Brawler. You know, Block is good for consistency. They've already got that. And as a defensive skill, they've already got that in Strength 4. I think Mighty Blow turns this team into a real slaughter fest. And, yeah, I and think at 1200 TV, this team's going to be a nightmare. It's just going to be ugly. Um, it's going to be really ugly. And you're going to fear the team. You can win the team, but it is going to cost you players, I think. I think yeah. that's kind of where this team's going to come in. Like, you can play a good Orc team and you're going to you're going to be punished. You can play a good Dwarf team and you're going to be punished. You're going to play a Black Orc team. You've got an advantage speed-wise, but you're going to get... You're going to... It's going to be a brawl. Yeah. Sorry. Does, does Brawler work on the defense? No, it doesn't. It's but, only on, the, on yeah. your block. But you've got strength four. Yeah, yeah. So it was really funny. I was playing against Wood Elves. They were getting a two-die block on me, but one Black Orc was keeping three Wood Elves away from my cage. I'd already murdered a War Dancer and another guy, so three of the nine players that were left on the pitch were just beating up this Black Orc about you know, a, a, a long pass away from where the actual action was, which meant my cage could just merry on wander in. Uh, and that's kind of like three players to knock down a Black Orc achieves yes. nothing. Good trade. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a great trade. Like, you're right, now roll a 10 plus. <laughs> it, it's fine. Um, you were saying earlier, Ben, about how you'd like to face this team with your um, your Skaven. Would that change if, if this team all had Mighty Blow? Oh god, it'd be awful. Because they would chew through your line rats in no time, I think. And That's then, it. Then you risk losing your gutter runners. That's it. You with Skaven, you know, you've got four line run. You've got four line rats. Three of them go on the line. One of them dies. The third one goes on the line. That second one dies. Now you're putting a blitzer or a thrower on the line. You're not doing it with a thrower anymore because the thrower got good. Now it's a blitzer, and you've only got one in reserve. And then your blitzer dies because he's still not that strong. Yeah, Black Orcs lining up against Skaven with Mighty Blow is just gonna end teams because they're gonna go into the second half with seven players and you, you probably still win with the skaven but it would it be worth it <laughs> the players it, that you'd have to rehire afterwards that's it <laughs> it's the cost factor it's like i'm i could win this two two nil two one but it's gonna it's gonna hurt and that's yeah. what this black orc team does this black orc team is like the old school oakland raiders like the o Oakland Raiders in the olden days, uh, the players used to claim they had broken arms so they could play games with casts on. <laughs> this is a genuine oh thing. Madden, really? when he was coaching, yeah. Uh, well, obviously it wasn't confirmed that they were claiming they had broken arms or arm injuries, but they, they all had like arm casts. And I mean, this is like from like the 80s. I think that is a massive part of what inspired Blood Bowl is that these Oakland Raiders guys who were not opposed to playing dirty and playing brutally um, had club arms. And like, I'm looking at this team and I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey, I, I'm going to be I'm going to be the, the, the Madden of, of Blood Bowl here. I'm going to win some games. I'm going to lose some games. I'm going to hurt stuff. And I don't know if it's because I've been playing Skaven for so many years that I now have this like 
I, there's going to be a Criminal Minds Blood Bowl edition and it's going to be me and it's going to be me taking out what happened to my Skaven team on all of you guys in my league with the Black Orc team. <laughs> <laughs> that explains the Auckland Raiders now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right. Um, I, I guess the, the last thing I wanted to cover is, is Ben from you looking at the roster, Sam from playing against roster. This team versus Orcs. Who wins? Mm. Who wins? I was thinking about that. For me, looking at it, I think Orcs have the upper edge. I and think... that's because they get all Black Orcs if they want to anyway. Yeah. And then... Orcs. Faster Black Orcs. They don't come with Brawler and Grab, but they're movement 5. Yeah, but it's the Strength 4 is the main thing, really. Oh, hugely. Strength 4, Armor uh, armor 10+. plus. I think Orcs are... Yeah. What do you think, Sam? I think Orcs win out as well. Uh, I played... Uh, was it Ben from Fobble? Mm. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, um, you did. And he took the classic four black orcs, four blitzers, and that was frightening. Yeah, Ben Winterburn. He he plays orcs real good, and yeah, orcs are tier one. This team is solid tier two, and this team reminds you why orcs are tier one. They may not be wood elves, orcs, and they may not have got boosted like humans, and they may suffer with animosity, but that. I don't think animosity is going to come up all that often and quite frankly that orc is a power roster can you imagine this black orc team but you drop two black orcs you take four orcs with blitz with block instead yeah with two extra movement yeah yeah so I think all that means is that if we do have bonehead bowl and we do have mixed teams I'm running a black orc orc team with black orcs there you go ten that's amazing ten Ten troll uh, well, ten black orcs and a goblin. I'll, I'll get them. <laughs> get the blitzer and a thrower, just blitzer. to troll all those orc players out there who've ever said the thrower was no good. <laughs> yeah, I love I it. Can't wait to see that team. Oh, oh. that'd be. Oh, it's achievable as well. Nine hundred k on those ten black orcs. You know, let's say it's a one point one roster, two re rolls. You know, maybe and a couple of goblins, twelve players, two re rolls, chuck leader on one of them. Yeah. Yeah, murder town. <laughs> I've never picking up the ball, but that's fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, what ball? At four plus is fine. As an ogre coach, let me tell you, agility four plus yeah. is, is 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 well, it's not great actually, but you can do it. You can make it work. <laughs> so what we need to do now is get some extra games in with the nobility team. I think um, harder to yeah. hard, kind of harder to proxy that team. I think. Uh yeah. Um... I think what are their positionals? You've got the knights, bodyguards. And the muggles. <laughs> but even We've the trying to make it work. Even the actual miniatures look uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of difference between them. So uh, it might not be too long till we have the box set anyway. So it might be literally a couple of weeks, which is insanely exciting. Yeah. And you're I'm you're gonna paint up the nobility, Ben? Sorry? You're gonna paint up the nobility when that box arrives? Yeah, as fast as my human hands can, <laughs> can paint them up because I really want to play them in the league. I think the models are ace. Uh, and yeah, really want to fight them against Blackhawks because out of the box, I don't know who wins in these with these two teams. They're both pretty solid tier two. I think maybe the Blackhawks have the upper edge, to be honest, looking at them. I think the human team... I don't know. I don't know. I think... Fend is massively going to help humans. Uh, I guess does that counter grab? Um, How does that work with? It uh, doesn't I think counter. Get pushed, but they can't follow. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, but you can use grab to keep them in base contact. Because I was thinking, you block yeah. them, fend keeps you away. That means you just restricted the blitz. But actually being able to grab means you can just... And this is something I was doing, is, um, you know, Black Orc, space, Black Orc, space, Black Orc, you know, going that way. Using grab to chuck it in between both yeah. the Black Orcs meant just that... Past the parcel with the goblin, basically. It's, it's not even it's past the parcel. It's just putting them in between two guys and... Probably less effective against a goblin because they're three plus dodging everywhere. But for an elf, that turns that two plus dodge away into a four plus dodge away, and mm. they don't make that dodge. They got two black orcs that can just knock them about, um, push away, push back in. It's just yeah, really brutal, picky in the middle style murder. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Anyway, guys, anything else we want to talk about with black orcs before we wrap this up? they're just that i'm looking forward to seeing them i'm looking forward to seeing coaches run them and i'm particularly looking forward to seeing that mixed orc black orc team, oh hell yeah, that sounds yeah spicy i'm uh, <laughs> i'm looking forward to seeing better coaches than me pilot the black orcs because nonsense you're a good coach well i i'm i'm all right i get lucky but i i'm making some plays and i'm doing things and i, I came home and i was like hey tiff i beat wood elves with black orcs and she was like you look like that's good um i was like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fiance points to you uh that is good that <laughs> let me explain uh and then she fell asleep um and i think that's probably why she poisoned that chili last today <laughs> it's just like i don't want to hear about why wood elves are op i don't want to know why you've just explained what op means but um <laughs> it's just i you know ben winterburn <laughs> excuse mm. me guys uh he plays orcs real well and we're going to see some real top coaches really maximize this orc team and i think at that point you know we've seen great coaches do great things with kemri kemri generally speaking garbage compared to most most other teams from a stats point of view black orcs garbage-ish compared to other teams from a stats point of view you can i can see some coaches just dominating with black orcs you get a few mighty blow on there to thin the numbers you get a few goblins with break tackle then you're two plus dodging away you know, get a little bit of sprint on to boost their movement up to nine. There's that's that's what this is missing. Stilty runners, yeah. something with just a little bit extra movement. Um, a squig, that would be it. Oh, squig. Yeah. Well, we need a squig, squig team. Runner. We need a squig team. We need a squig team. We need a ghoul team. We need a dryad team <laughs> uh, and a tree man team because Games Workshop's holding out for those trees for some reason. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see necromantic before a tree. Sure. We genuinely are, and it's amazing. I just think that's amazing. Poor, poor trees. trees announced as well. Uh, I, I think I was eight. 20, um, 2004, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd, it was way before Lumineth, wasn't it? Yeah. It was way it was before the High Elves for Age of Sigmar. And they are old news now. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Bizarre uh, to, to announce something like that and then just... Forget oh, I, I, I think they've actually forgotten. I think they thought they released them. <laughs> <laughs> We've had this chat before, but you know, <laughs> you know when someone at work pesters you to do something little, and you're like, "Oh, mm. oh right, that's it. Reset the clock." I think every time <laughs> we talk about the trees not being out yet, some guys like, "I'll get to it. I'll get to it," <laughs> and it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I think it's brilliant, um, or it's just a mass delusion. It's just the 5G towers are making us imagine these trees. Oh, it's um, the tree. 
That's the Mandela effect. That's it, man. <laughs> Lizard people did it. Um, but not the jumping kind, which is a shame because I want to see them on the Blood Bowl pitch again. <laughs> right. So let's wrap up that. Let's leave it with conspiracies and slant teams. And uh, yeah, Sam, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you for the game. It was a great game. And, yeah, um, and it's great to be on as well. Thanks for having me again. Always good to have yeah. you on. And BT, always fun to talk Blood Bowl nonsense with you, man. And um, very much. Yeah. Guys out there, thanks ever so much for listening. Please abuse us in the comments on YouTube and drop us personal messages um, uh, to any kind of social media channel. And it's great to have you join us. And we'll be back again soon. Um, hey, two weeks' time. What's that going to be? Middle of November. Pre-order is going to be up, guys. It's, <laughs> this is this is it. This is the build-up. I'm very excited. So we will see you guys in a couple of weeks with an insane amount of excitement. So ta-ta for now. Bye-bye.